whether you're a professional dancer or just started falling in love with ballet dance, welcome to the Ballet Dance Life podcast. Here, we are diving deep into all facets of ballet dance world that cannot be found in a workshop or an audience seat. Every week, you will find new, honest, thought-provoking, inspiring, and educational conversation with top leading professionals of our industry. I'm your host, Jana Komornitska, and I'm honored that you are part of our dance tribe. This episode is brought to you by the Yana Dance Club, online platform where you can get access to all my teaching materials at once. Hundreds of technique drills, multiple choreographies, themed intensives, full-length courses, everything you can think about. Whether 20 minutes or few hours for practice, you will find a program that will fit not only your schedule, but your mood as well. First seven days are free, so check it out at yanadanceclub.com, link in the show notes. Hello, dear dancers. Welcome to a new episode of the Ballet Dance Live podcast. Today we are continuing our special mini-series, Student Voices, again reminding that all of us are students, regardless of how many years we study ballet dance, in what relationships we are with ballet dance, are we professionals or just amateurs, we are all always remain being students. And in our today's conversation with Alisa, I was uh, extremely inspired to share it because we discussed uh, a very um, heavy topic of sometimes not feeling motivated to dance, not feeling motivated to practice. And this is something that can happen to absolutely anyone at different moments of Belden's journey and for different reasons. But that inner motivation sometimes gets very low and it may even force us to question if we really are in love with ballet dance. And the answer will be different for all of us because we are all in different situations, but the feeling and the process can be related, relatable to many of us. That's why I really hope you will enjoy this chat with Alisa, one of the members of the Yandas Club, and I hope it will inspire you to question yourself and to find answers, but to find them on the right time and giving yourself space and time. I wish you to experience lots of joy from your shimmies or to regain the joy that you experienced at some point. On this note, let's dive in the conversation. Hello, Alisa. So nice to see you, to hear you. Happy holidays and uh, thank you for agreeing to chat with me today. <laughs> Hi, Anna. It's very good to see you as well. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Before we start talking about dance and your dance journey, can you uh, share a little bit about yourself? Like, where are you from? What are you doing? Is your main activity or life activity related to dance or not related to dance? Is it something else completely? Like, just a little bit, like whatever you feel comfortable <laughs> sharing. Sure. Um, so, the where I'm from, it's a very complicated question because I've lived in five countries and five cities. So. Um, and every place where I lived has made an impression on me, but I've been living in Vancouver for the last five years. 
Um, I work in project management at an engineering firm, so it's very science-based and very regimented, and um, I'm going to say a very masculine profession, um, so dance provides a nice contrast where I can express my femininity, where I can express my creativity. Um, it also allows me to move, it allows me to connect with people all around the world. Um, how I started my dance journey. Mm -hmm. um, so I started with dance classes when I was four or five, six years old. I've taken dance classes for about eight years when I was a kid. And um, I stopped for about 10 years after that. Um, and actually when I started university, I went to, uni to University of Toronto and my best friend also went to University of Toronto and we were looking at the dance classes offered at the athletic center and she saw belly dance. And she was very excited. And to tell you the truth, I actually saw, thought belly dance was silly. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, she took the classes for the first semester and she's like, hey, do you want to come to our Christmas Hafla? And I'm like, sure, why not? And 20 years later, belly dance has been a huge part of my life. So it's kind of funny how sometimes things you think are silly and frivolous and then being a huge part of one's life so what happened then like you went to Hafla did you think it was silly during Hafla <laughs> no I was absolutely mesmerized I loved the music I loved the costumes I loved the dancing um, I loved the community for me dance in general and belly dance in particular is as much about community as it is about the dance itself and music itself so just meeting very interesting people and seeing how they were supporting each other that became a huge part of my life as well and a huge reason why I started and continued belly dance. Mm. So it was 20 years ago you mentioned? More than 20 years ago now. Mm. Yeah. So how many? Been, um, I started in January of 2020, uh, 2000, sorry, January 2000. 20 Two basically January Bas 2000. Oh wow! Right, 22 years. So you have a celebration this month. <laughs> yeah, I've taken a couple of breaks um, during that time for various reasons. Sometimes, you know, for example, I moved to Japan for three years, and basically like, there were no classes, so I did some dance on my own, but um, nothing formal. Um, also, after moving to Vancouver, I just wanted to see do I actually love belly dance or is it just something I love because of the, all the people involved in the Toronto dance community where I did most of my dancing, but then I realized that, yeah, I love the dance, I love the, the art form, so I went mm. back to dancing. So, uh, within those 22 years, probably about 15, 16 years of actual involved dancing, but mm. it's always been in the background at least. Mm. Well, they say once you're a belly dancer, you can't stop being belly dancer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just it then, dance will follow you around wherever you go. <laughs> it really does. So, for your training, from you started basically, you got inspired by University Hafflau, like a dance club, I guess, at the university, like campus or something like that but how did your training uh, evolved and went through if you can let's say put highlights of your dance journey so far 
So my dance, particularly belly dance training, um, I started it in Toronto, and Toronto is an amazing place for Middle Eastern dance in general. We have such a wealth of uh, fantastic, talented teachers. So I started with a teacher, um, Ilana Salazar at U of T. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her. Um, then I took classes with Mayada, with Hanan, with Yasmina, with Audra, with you. Um, Tanya and Anuka. So I've had, um, honestly, I've had an embarrassment of amazing teachers to study with, um, as well as all the different dancers who came to Toronto to, for workshops. Um, Aziza, I can't even remember, mm. Rachel Bryce. Like, it, it just, Toronto was an amazing place for dance training. Um, and after moving to Vancouver, I've been taking classes mostly with um, Rahel in person and with you through your <laughs> dance club platform. <laughs> yes. I see. Uh, thinking about your dance training, do you remember what was the most challenging aspect? Maybe you remember the move or I don't know, the choreography that you uh, like really struggled and really got into your mind that it was really challenging to kind of overcome and learn and master it. <laughs> so one of the moves that I really remember struggling with when I first started dancing was the reverse undulation. I just couldn't get it. Um, it took me forever to just like get it into my body. Um, as far as actually choreographies, um, I find that I, I find that I'm comfortable with choreographies, and I love being. I've mostly danced in troops, um, so I was in a cheerleading squad, and I've been doing a lot of like belly dance, troop dancing. So I'm actually more comfortable as a troop member rather than a solo dancer, and I like the interaction that you get from dancing with troop members. And I think I mentioned it before, sometimes I rely a little bit too much on my fellow troop members to remember the choreography, but <laughs> so. As we all do from time to time. <laughs> yeah. But I remember there was yeah, like the reverse undulation was like, it took me six months to get that move. Um, just practicing and practicing and practicing. And then one day it's like, oh, okay, I, get, I have it. Mm, yeah, so happens with all of us have something like that and six months is actually pretty short time to overcome something that is very challenging uh, for you at first <laughs> in dance training and how is your uh, dance practice looks now like you mentioned that you're taking in-person classes with Rahel you're also doing some online stuff with me but if you think about let's say a week can you uh, kind of more like a typical week? I know there are ups and downs and we all go through different stages and periods in life, but let's say it's a nice, smooth, uh, um, the week that you're really proud of, uh, like, you know, of yourself, is energy put into dance. And so how is a typical look like? Is it like one, two times classes per week in person? And then how do you dedicate time to work online or on your own? Can you give us a little excursion into your dance life <laughs> for sure um so actually well since this, the start of the pandemic unfortunately when i say in-person classes they've been online but you know kind of live online classes uh once a week and actually one of the things that i was struggling is motivating myself for continuous practice and that's 
the reason why I signed up for a club, like the okay. format of the 20 minute drills and technique drills like that was that's exactly what I was looking for because sometimes like I wouldn't have the energy for a full one hour one hour and a half class but I just wanted something that would drill the technique and also the fact that I could do it in a small space that was another reason why I signed up for your class that was or for your online platform that was that's how I used it for the first six months um, so I didn't do any choreographies I didn't do any intensives and then um you did your choreography intensive in August, September, and I loved the choreography, and I basically, that was my first intensive that I tried, mm-hmm. and um, I've been following the intensive format, and I'm finding it extremely helpful because you have everything laid out very clearly. You have both um, the theory where you talk about, you know, why and how and what, and also you have the mm-hmm. practical hands-on or body-on um drills and exercises so that's a fantastic format and like the fact that most of them are 20 to 25 minutes that I don't have to put my life on hold for a long time but I can do it consistently basically every day now I'm finding it extremely helpful so Mm. yeah and like a little bit consistently I'm very curious also uh in the beginning about those six months that you mentioned because um intensive like there is a lot of connection um, between me and participants of intensive and I know a lot and we talk and put on social media because there is always something new in the intensive so I want to always spread the word but uh, it's very rare to kind of connect with someone you know who is not uh, into intensive because intensive is just like little part of what we have in the Yana Dance Club and one thing that you mentioned that for the first six weeks or six months you were just using technique drills so how did you use them? Like, did you just start doing them, I don't know, in order or randomly? Was it every day or was it like once or twice per week? Uh, can you share a little bit? I'm really curious how actually people use the, all that content. <laughs> it was basically, I would say, two to three times a week. Um, and it was random drills. I would just go through the library of the drills and I see which one appealed to me at that time. There are actually a few drills that I kept kept coming back regularly to like your Maya's drill that's a really nice one mm-hmm. um for stretching uh-huh. yeah basically yeah the stretching yeah those that was there I have a few favorites and then you know basically and like you know I'm gonna dedicate 20 minutes actually before bed oftentimes um I would do the 20 minutes and then I would go brush my teeth and go to bed and I would feel like I finally like you know checked off um my to-do list for the day and it felt very good but Mm. yeah it was basically like whatever appealed to me at the time Mm. did you ever ask yourself a question if uh, you have a struggle with motivation which is very common and uh, I went through it myself uh, that's why I'm curious about you like so if you have a struggle with motivating yourself to practice consistently like is it really like where is that love for dance? Why we are not jumping out of excitement every time from our sofa to dance? Like, did you have those thoughts and those uh, um, doubts? Like, oh, maybe it's not just like your activity, let's say, if you're not jumping out of excitement to do it all day long. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, it's it's been a huge... Um... It's been a recurring theme in my life. Like, as I said, I took a break from belly dance after moving to Vancouver just to see, like, do I actually love the dance or is it just something that 
um, because I've been doing it for a while in Toronto, I just continue doing it. Um, and I did find that it was difficult to motivate myself to practice on my own. So having you to guide me through my practice, that was incredibly helpful. So honestly, I would never be able to do a 20-minute self-guided practice session. Um, just, you know, I didn't have the attention span or the motivation um, and I feel like we are social animals and having another person even if it is a recorded session is extremely helpful to motivate me to do things mm. well I'm really happy to hear it and thank you for sharing because uh, that was actually I don't know if you know the story of how those 20 minute drills uh, actually were created because that was my own struggle it was slightly different but for me it was like okay I learn like I take this class and this class and this workshop and this workshop and the teacher gives this cool exercise for like improving technique and this cool exercise or this move doesn't work. So I was putting together uh, a lot. I was um, consuming a lot of information, but then, okay, how can I organize it? Because to get improvement, I need to do it consistently. And I did not have a motivation. Okay, I know I need to improve my shimmies. What should I do? okay there was that exercise and that exercise maybe i just need to do them like in the beginning of my session every time like i practice and but then the problem was that exercises start accumulating so now i need to memorize the whole list of exercises so i start putting together organizing and almost doing it as if for myself like the videos of some exercises uh, so that next time I can just press play and follow and I don't really need to push through like this decision first of all what to do for how long to do and uh, this motivation to, to keep staying like because then you follow video and I like online resources in general it's just for me that's how I start creating like 20 minute technique drills it's basically for myself like to release that um, reliance on motivation self-motivation and self-discipline even and then it's also the question oh but if i don't feel excited like what what is going on <laughs> why i'm talking about this love to dance so after how long are you in the dance club you are like about half no more than half a year almost a year i feel like i started maybe in march yeah like nine eight nine months something yeah. like that yes so and you mentioned that it changed the consistency of your practice or it at least is that and i assume now you're doing more than even 20 minutes because you're following actively uh intensives and <laughs> submitting all assignments these days so how do you feel now about your approach to dance with that struggle oh but if i didn't have motivation maybe dance is not like you know something that i really love like do you still have those doubts or it changed it shifted um, I find actually what helped, how the club really helped me is the decision fatigue. Like you talked about, like, what should I do and how do I do it? And like, I have like this huge array of choices and it becomes overwhelming. So having a regimented, clearly laid out plan is extremely helpful. And as I said, like, oftentimes I do it before bed. Um, so it's like before, you know, it's like, you know, I brush my teeth, I take a shower, go to bed. Now I just tack on another thing right before that routine. Um, so just, I love having routines. I love having clearly laid out paths. Um, and the 
Dalidam's club, it's like it provides that clearly laid out path that I don't have to worry about what to do. I just do it. Um, and I don't have to worry about like, you know, am I doing it right? Am I, you know, like, am I missing something? It's just like, I just trust your guidance. And I trust that if I show up, I am doing things right. So like for me, it's just like just showing up. And that's the that, you know, for me, showing up was the hardest thing. Oftentimes. Mm, that's for very many dancers, regardless of the dance level or dance years of practice or situations. That's very often when we're talking about practice on our, our own, like if you don't that have that structure, like, oh, we go to the dance class, even with that, we um, fail on uh, sometimes on showing up. But at least in this case, like some other people are waiting for us. So we have that like element of commitment. But when we're talking about online classes, I think that's the most uh, um, challenging aspect of taking online class, not live online class, but like recorded courses uh, uh, or practicing on your own. That's the biggest struggle of like, okay, how to make yourself to do that? Because once you enter it, it's kind of easier to stay not that it's easy, because sometimes there's moments that you're just like, ah, whatever, like it's enough, let's say, or I get bored or whatever. But to make the first step to get up, to put something danceable, let's say, on yourself and to start dancing, that's the hardest part. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, for sure. So you're dancing now a lot at home, huh? on your own, like these online tools, uh, how your dance space looks like at home? Can you describe it a little bit? So we actually, luckily, we have a two bedroom apartment. Um, and the spare bedroom is kind of dedicated to my dance space. Um, it's a guest bedroom, but we keep it clear most of the time. So luckily, I have a spare bedroom where I, like, I can set up my laptop, um, I, have, I can set up a backdrop if I need to film a video, so I've been actually very lucky when it comes to that. Uh, before the pandemic, um, I was able to use a studio nearby, but that's been not an option recently. But yeah, I've been very lucky about having a dedicated dance space uh, to do my dancing. Uh, did you decorate it somehow with like dance related things or you just keep it clear and like okay like don't don't mess anything with my mind i just want to focus on like training and that's it uh it's so i have my props handy um uh -huh. so i have some veils and you know sword and whatever i'm practicing with so that's usually is in the room ready to be used um and some older dvds that i used for practice before so I have some space, uh, some stuff, but it is mostly just a blank slate um, for practicing. Actually, right now I'm in our regular bedroom because my mother-in-law <laughs> is visiting, so she's using my dance space there. So I can also do it in the living room, but it's it's very nice to have a dedicated dance space. Mm. And how your uh, family and friends uh, react to your ballet dance uh, activities? So a lot of my friends are belly dancers, so my perception <laughs> right. is very skewed. <laughs> Everybody's a belly dancer. Uh, and my, fa my family is very supportive. Uh, my parents, um, you know, when I lived in Toronto, they used to come to most of my shows. My husband is very supportive of that. Um, I mean, I was a belly dancer a lot longer than we've been together. So for him or for me, like, I guess I'm a belly dancer and that's it. 
like that is part of my identity. So um, yeah, I've been very lucky. Most of the, I haven't had anybody have a negative reaction to belly dance. Um, people often. So actually, one of the things that I do find is um, sometimes people don't. Sometimes people are surprised that I am a belly dancer because um, it is not my ethnic heritage, if you want to say that. Um, so they're like, oh, you know, you're, I mean, also Eastern European, but it's like, oh, you're a belly dancer. That's weird. I'm like, oh, you know, belly dance is an international art form. It's basically all around the world now. But yeah, so far I've had basically nothing but positive reaction. Mm, I see. What do you think belly dance brings to your life today? Because you talked a little bit in the past, like, or in general, like how it uh, used to like contrast with uh, your work and brings, uh, help you to uh, connect to your femininity. But like today in very strange, let's say still strange, although we are almost two years in this situation also, and many things shifted in our approach to many activities that we are doing, not only dance, but uh, in general, like we have very, uh, changing our views and approaches to many things so if to ask uh, yourself like today uh why do you belly dance and what it brings to your life it's a lot of things um being hopeful that things will get better and i will be able to dance in front of people again that's one of them um physical exercise that's another one um, creativity, once again, being in touch with my femininity and um, creativity and um, being a part of a, a large community. Those are all the things that belly dance is bringing into my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that's definitely something that uh, we all as belly dancers can relate and it brings so many different things that it's very difficult to choose just one, you know, to, to pick out oh, this one. Like, no, it's always like so many things that <laughs> you want to say and uh, um, definitely beautiful community that we are related to and uh, in general belly dance and i'm very lucky also to have you uh, as a community of the yana dance club and uh, every time i connect with some of the members i just see like so many interesting things and uh, um very inspirational stories even from people that may not realize that that for instance, like you, like instead of giving up on like, you know, like having those doubts, oh, is dance for me or not? Is like, first of all, being brave to step away for a time, because that's not something that everyone will do. And especially for some activity that we are doing for a long time, because sometimes it's like, no, but I have been doing it for so many years. Like I will keep holding it, even if you are losing connection and to get disconnected sometimes, it's uh, it's a courage too and, and bravery. And even when you have those doubts that like, oh, do I have motivation or not to go, but to try to search for some ex tools to kind of not even overcome, but to help to clarify for you like what it is, it's uh, very interesting. And I think it's something very relatable to many dancers, especially now when we lost a lot of things that 
used to be usual in ballet dance community and now we don't have them and it's that passion and strength to keep searching what works for you specifically what works personally for, for, for each individual so that's so cool and so inspiring to hear thank you yeah and you're you got it like it's absolutely and to uh, summarize our uh, little chat today, I want to ask what is um, your kind of drive or at least inspiration uh, right now? Do you have any dance dreams or dance goals that you are going for or trying to pursue? <laughs> so, hmm, that's a very good question. Uh... With the pandemic, it's very hard, right? I'm finding it very hard to dream big because it feels like there's just so much uncertainty. So I'm actually trying to dream small. And honestly, I'm just like, just looking at the next small step that I take. Like I don't have a big picture, but I'm concentrating on just the next step that I take and then the next step and then the next step. Um, and just trying to do things that are in my control so practicing working on choreographies listening to music watching other dancers on youtube i you know i feel privileged that we have access to basically every dancer in the world so taking it small and i guess trusting that things will get better and all the small effort will add up to something bigger in the future and we'll be able to see each other in person we'll be able to dance again and share our dance and our art with the world we definitely will i absolutely sure in that hopefully soon very soon but definitely it will happen and uh, i think it's also the time of big growth for many dancers because it will be interesting to see when things come back to sort of normal it's not gonna be the same i feel like it's all of us changed and grew and looked inside and questioned and either doubted but or found some inspiration or let's say like uh, internal confirmations but it was literally called to look inside and uh, very excited also for things coming up and uh, uh, but talking about dance dreams and goals like you're talking about dreaming small can you share a little bit of that like what exactly as an example because i'm pretty sure many dancers uh who are watching or listening like also may like i don't know what to dream about i'm the same like lost maybe some of uh, like your like you know like ideas or tips will sparkle some inspiration in them to <laughs> to look for those things <laughs> So what are your, let's say, you're calling them small, but I'm pretty sure that they're big because they are important right now for you. Well, dreaming small, as I said, like basically taking it week by week, like making sure that I check off my like, practice three times a week on my own. Mm -hmm. I have, I'm working on a costume right now. So working on mm. that costume a little bit at a time. Uh, watch a couple of videos every week like by from by dancers that I follow that I admire so just like little little steps but consistent steps um that's that's my small dreams basically I see just like keeping the fire going for now <laughs> exactly yes yeah, yeah. well 
Well, I wish you all the best with the beginning of this year that all those dreams, they will keep sparkling and keep shining and firing. And I'm pretty sure that this, how you call it, small dreams, like small fires will very soon turn in a big firework <laughs> that will brighten everything around. So thank you so much for sharing um about your dance journey, dance struggle and dance achievements and dance dreams and goals. And I'm very happy to have you as a part of the Yana Dance Club. <laughs> That's it for today, guys. But before you go away, don't forget to screenshot this episode and share it with your friends. And if you post it on social media, please tag me and our guest because we love seeing who is listening to the podcast. Thanks for being with us and I'll see you next week. Same time, same place.